Welcome to Permission to be Human, the podcast. I'm your host, Mel Finlater, mother, coach, and curator of Permission to be Human, the company and community. If you're a mom, know a mom, or want to be a mom, and you crave getting out in the world to make a difference, then you're in the right place. This is a space for moms like you to connect with yourself, your purpose, and your big audacious dreams. Because when you feel your best, you can better you, your family, and the wider world. Let's do this. I am so excited to be sharing with you today the interview I did with Dr. Crystal Morrison. We talk about her journey going from being a scientist in the corporate world through to dreaming and launching her own business. And as a mother of three, Dr. Crystal Morrison is the perfect example of a woman who dreams big and gets into action. But even with these incredible achievements, she's real and ready to talk about the reality of it all. Dr. Crystal Morrison is a highly regarded executive advisor, strategist, leader, scientist, and tech entrepreneur. Her experience navigating the complex system of care on behalf of her children inspired her to co-found and lead Meerkat Village, a software company dedicated to improving outcomes for children with special needs by building collaboration and communication amongst the adults providing care. Trust me, this is not an episode that you want to miss if you're in the mood for real, inspiring, practical conversation. Hi, Crystal. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Mel? I'm good. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and chat to everybody listening in on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I know what we're going to talk about is totally in line with where I'm at and the way I think. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Brilliant. Yeah. Where I found you really appealed to me in the work that you're doing, but also the story around it. So I'm really excited to share that with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So start by just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So I am originally from Arkansas, which is in the South here in the United States. And I was always interested in being a scientist and after high school went on to study chemistry and in college and in grad school and after grad school I went out to Los Alamos National Lab and worked for a long time and at the same time I was growing my professional career I was growing my family and I have three teenagers now I have a 14 17 and 19 year old and we live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania now. Beautiful kids and two cats, one dog. Pretty standard family situation for the most part, the way it sounds, but as with most families, it's non-standard. So yeah, that's a little bit about my background to get started at least. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. And it, that's a funny phrase. This like, what is a standard family anyways now? Right? Like, <laughs> exactly. it might look like it on paper, but really, like, maybe the standard is that it's all chaos behind the scenes. I think so. I think so. And that's why I said that because it's yeah, it's my husband and I and our three kids and dog and two cats, and that sounds standard, but there is nothing standard about what goes on in this house for sure. Amazing. So you grew up wanting to be a scientist, which is amazing. What kind of science were you doing? So I'm a chemist by training and my specialties in polymers and plastics. 
And so I worked on lots of different types of materials, including paints and coatings and adhesives and sealants and all kinds of good stuff like that. Ah, really interesting. Yeah. And so that was your, that was your past job. And where has that led you to? I had the opportunity to work in academia and also national lab here in the U.S. And then about 10 years ago, I moved to Pittsburgh to join industry and really had an opportunity to work for some amazing different companies and places. But about five years ago, there was a lot of things going on in my life. My family was in crisis, if I'm being honest. There was just an awful lot going on. And I was at the position I wanted to be at. I was leading global teams in R&D, but just really struggling in a corporate environment and looking to do something different, looking to spend some time creating companies and building ideas and working on some things that were interest to me. So I decided to leave my corporate role about five years ago. And um, crazy, absolutely crazy. No, no one could believe that I would step away from my corporate position, including my mother. But over the past five years, I've had the opportunity to work on a variety of topics that are important to me. I've worked on supporting and growing new leaders in, in tech, um, also doing consulting in my professional field and creating a startup of my own completely a complete different departure from what I knew and was trained in professionally so it's been constant constant learning every single day for sure yeah and that's a huge leap going from corporate presumably a stable pretty well paid yes. job and leaping away from that yeah. into something that maybe lights you up in a different way yes yeah lights you up in a different way makes you feel like you're having an impact, but not mm. always a consistent paycheck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So how was that shift for you? The shift was as scary as it sounds, if I'm completely honest. Part of the reason I was able to make that shift, again, if I'm completely honest, is because I have a partner. We have health insurance. I was going to continue to have health insurance. And here in the States, that's often at the forefront of your mind when you're thinking about a career change. And I knew that myself and my kids and my husband, we weren't going to starve. Certainly, we weren't going to be in the same financial situation we were. But my, my partner, my husband was very supportive. And we knew we were going to be able to eat and pay the mortgage. That was part number one. I had that support system, but it was very scary, if I'm honest. I like to think of myself as fearless and bold, and I am for the most part. Not really knowing about how to get your own thing off the ground and learning on the fly was, it was scary, but it was also really fun. <laughs> like really fun. Just learning stuff about nothing that you know anything about marketing and so on and so forth and seeing something come to fruition is really exciting yeah that's such an interesting way to put it it makes me think of the like the different zones the kind of stretch the comfort zone the stretch zone the red zone yes and it sounds like 
for the most part, it was in the stretch zone, which is where it can be scary and exciting. Yeah. But maybe tapped into the red a few times when you're like, oh, shite, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, this is a what lot. What have I done? <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really fascinating. And I'm curious, what is that, what is that big audacious dream that you were leaning into there? I did a lot of soul searching before I decided to leave my corporate role, a lot of soul searching about where, like what parts of my day and what interactions gave me the most energy, gave, made me feel like I was the most valuable. And it was always talking to people, developing people, supporting people and empowering them. And that was consistently the theme. And it's somewhat strange to hear a scientist say that because you're like, oh, it's creating and all of that. And one of the things I learned early on in my career, fortunately, was that it didn't really matter how smart you were. You were never going to get great ideas and great R&D done and accomplished if you couldn't bring people together and really bring the best out in them. And so doing that's always what gave me the most energy. And so as I thought about what came next, that was at the forefront of my mind. In terms of my big audacious goal or my guiding light, it's very simple. It's to work on really big problems that can have a massive impact if we solve them and to work with rock star people, like basic premise. That's where I thrive. And as it relates to what I'm doing now, my big audacious goal <laughs> is to dramatically improve outcomes for children, 1 million children in two years, actually, by using technology to build communication and collaboration among the adults surrounding them. And so again, it's all about empowering people, bringing people together, and really harnessing the collaborative of the community. Oh my goodness. You just said so many words that are like my words and where <laughs> my heart lies that I'm just like, oh, the angels <laughs> yeah, are exactly. singing. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's make an impact, be with people, rockstar people, I believe was the actual phrase. Yes. Uh, collaboration and communication. And I don't know, depending on who's listening on this may or may not know that my background actually for quite a few years as I worked with adults with learning difficulties as mm -hmm. the phrase would be in the UK when I lived there um, and it's it really holds something strong in my heart to right. to enable people whatever abilities they have whatever background they have it we need that support system around us right Absolutely. we do right like it doesn't every single human being does essentially so I really love where you're going with that I think it's such an honorable and amazing dream and I can I was watching your face talk about it right and you're like yeah. yes this is it <laughs> and you're like I'm gonna reach two million people I'm not thinking small here I'm I'm thinking yeah. big and that's just incredible incredible yeah yeah that's what that what's that's what lights you up right that's what really lights you up daily. It's your why. It's what fuels you. It's what drives you when literally nothing else is going right. Yeah. 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 
And how do you hold on to that? Do you have a phrase that you look at or think about or that thing that lights you up? We all have those days when we forget what that is, or it's just a little too far away for us to see. Uh, So how do you remind yourself? As much as I talk about being bold, and I am, there's always these voices in my brain, like, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. Like telling myself that. But I have a little quote here in my office, and it's absolutely something that I remind myself. And that's that status quo, status quo is a bigger risk than the unknown. And I love that. And it resonates with me so much. And and it's such a, it's such a theme for my life because I hate status. Just this whole idea of we've always done this, done it this way, just makes me want to barf. Like that is no fun at all. Who wants to be status quo? Yeah. The status quo is just no fun. But really and truly, Mel, um, just being complacent and doing the things the same old way just because you've done them that way, that's a huge risk. Like doing that is a bigger risk, I totally believe, than the unknown and what could be possible. That's so amazing. Everything, (laughs) everything within there. And that That quote was barf. I just wrote it down as you were talking. So I'm like, that's the quote I need on my wall. <laughs> I have a lot of quotes on my wall. But, yeah. uh, but I really, yeah, that's so fascinating to me. And it really <laughs> relates back to, and this is me bringing my own journey into it, but yeah. this, I so I identify strong, very strongly with that. Status quo is always, it's never made me feel comfortable. Right. Like the way it's intended to, right? Yeah. And the just because is just not good enough for no. me. And, and it's, and with those thinking, because it is against the grain and not status quo, so many stories from others, but also just in my head, because I've grown up in this culture, right? Yeah. Just say, what the hell are you talking about? Who are you, right? Who are you to think you can change the status quo? (laughs) And that comes up so much. (laughs) So it's so, so nice to hear someone say, yeah, like, this is, I believe this too. And actually the status quo in whatever way it might be that you feel like it needs to shift because that's, it's a very broad statement yeah. is, is worth challenging, right? Yeah. It's really worth challenging. It is. And, uh, and that's from a work perspective through to just general life perspective, right? Yeah. We've got a big decision to make in my family in terms of where my children go to school as we mm-hmm. have a, a new one coming into kindergarten and, and one of the things we're thinking is quite an alternative solution mm-hmm. that that's what I thought of actually while you read that out I was like oh my god you're right like just staying in the status quo is way riskier yeah than leaping into what feels yeah right and that right. Is, is very much not the status quo right. um, so thank you so much for that you've just moved my brain on quite a lot on that <laughs> issue without even knowing it but yeah, I love that. I'm going to read it out again for anybody who might have missed that. Or maybe you can actually, because I've written it down in like note form. So you might have a better uh, phrase. So what's the quote that's on your wall? Status quo is a bigger risk than the unknown. Yeah. yeah. Definitely and something I've that by. is your Yeah. And if that's your strong belief, I can also see how this is the where your journey is led, right? That big audacious dream that you have is 
so incredible and so needed as well. And I love that you're stepping into that version of yourself to make that difference and empower those people to communicate and collaborate and support the people that they're with. Yeah. There's certainly a big, there's a big personal, there's a big personal why behind specifically why I'm doing certain things too. And so if I could just maybe talk a little bit more to that piece. So I, I mentioned that I was growing my career and I have three teenagers. And so at the same time, I was growing my career professionally and thriving and growing as a scientist, I was growing my family. And I, as I mentioned, I have three teenagers. Two of my children were adopted and they had a lot of really significant early trauma. One of my children is autistic and has a number of different mental health diagnoses as well. And so I had a treatment team for, for my kids. I had lots and lots of people involved in my life and my children's lives supporting them. So in my professional life, I was building these high-performing teams to try to tackle really hard technical problems. And then in my personal life, I had all of these people trying to support my children, but they never, ever behaved as a team. They, despite all of the consent forms and permissions and me trying to keep everyone on the same page, they just we just never operated truly as a team to support my kids. And at the end of the day, it was my kids that maybe didn't make quite the progress they could have if we had all been on, on the same page as a team. And so when I talk about my why and when I talk about what I'm doing now with Meerkat Village, it's because of the personal challenges that, that I myself have faced as a parent in navigating the system of care. Of course, here in the United States, it's incredibly complex system of care. And I'm sure to many listeners in other countries, it's also very complex. There's a lot of different agencies and players and different people. And it's very overwhelming. It's very frustrating. And we need to simplify it in so many ways and make sure that we're not only empowering the parents, we're leveraging the professional supports, the teachers, the therapists, all of the professional supports, but we're also leveraging the natural supports that are supporting our family, our extended family, maybe our church community or coaches, et cetera, neighbors, families, friends that are supporting us, our village, our legitimate village, right? And so that's where the work that, that I'm doing now came from. Again, back to this idea of empowering people, building communication and collaboration and seeing something very clearly that needs to be changed and seeing a path forward for creating that change and just not being able to let go of it. Because I know there are millions of parents in the exact same shoes that I've lived in every day and experiencing their frustrations that I'm feeling. Yeah, for sure. That's, I want to say beautiful, but sadly beautiful. That's the reality, but also yeah. beautiful that you're, you're acknowledging that and that you, this is a lived experience that you're working with. It's not yeah. some problem you made up, right? right? 
And, and you're right. In my experience, I've seen that a lot as well. People just sure. aren't working together. And I love the phrase you use there around your village. Like we hear it, it takes a village to raise a child, but, right. what, but also it just takes a village <laughs> to raise anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to all of us need this in the UK. I'm not sure if they use it in the US, the, the phrase, but it would be called your circle of support. So it's like all the different levels out of your neighbors through right. to your professionals. Right. We all need it. Right. We really do. And I'm, I am so intrigued by how you're making this happen. Like, how are you taking that? And what technology are you using? And maybe this is like too detailed for everybody else, but I'm so curious no. of how, like, how do you tackle something like that? I've been working with my co-founder, Dan, for about four and a half years on trying to bring Meerkat Village to life. And it has been a roller coaster. It's been a lot of starts and stops. Even though I had a technical background, I don't know the first thing about software development, about building an app. I don't know any of that. And worked with a lot of different people over the years. And really over the past year and a half, we've finally built a, a very strong team with all of the right talents. So people that are excellent in product and excellent in software development and brought them together. So it has been a journey and we could probably spend an entire additional podcast just talking about that journey of building a company, but it was really surrounding myself with people who had different skill sets than I and the skill sets that are needed to build a tech platform and finding those people and bringing them together and aligning around the same mission. And it sounds easy, but it's not. It's really hard, actually. Yeah. But yeah, so what we've created is a new technical platform that we call Meerkat Village. And it's designed for parents that have children with special needs. And that could be a variety of different things. Uh, it could be autism, ADHD, speech delays. It could be medical complexities. But it gives the parent the ability to invite in all of their support system, the circles of support that you mentioned, the village that you mentioned, to invite all of those people in and give them legal consent authorization to communicate and collaborate within the platform on behalf of their child. And so it really simplifies our ability to communicate. It allows us to get everyone on the same page and around the table at the same time. And it also allows the team to create strategies and implement those strategies and to monitor the child's progress over time. So it's an incredibly powerful platform with the end goal of really being able to improve outcomes for children because we're staying accountable to following through on what we say we're going to do. And we're monitoring the child to see if what we're doing is working, what we're doing is working. And if it's not working, let's change. Let's pivot and do something different rather than waiting six months before another appointment. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I just, I can see so many gaps that is filling there. Mm -hmm. Assuming we can get everybody on board. Being yes. the biggest challenge always. But, always. Uh, <laughs> and I'm curious, the child being at the center of that circle, mm -hmm. uh, how are they brought into it? 
in terms of their voice and ownership mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. So the platform right now is geared toward primarily like early childhood, early intervention, elementary school age. Our One of our goals on our product roadmap is to develop a complementary child version of the app so that there's like a social emotional learning component. There's a way for the child to provide input on their feelings and things like that, that would complement it. Um, for older children and young adults, they actually have the ability to join the village then themselves, assuming that they and their parents are okay with that and to speak on their behalf. So it's Meerkat Village is not taking the place of any traditional therapy sessions or meetings among teachers. It's just being that connective tissue outside of, in the 99% of the life we spend outside of those sessions, it's providing continuity and collaborative care. Brilliant. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. I'm excited about what will come and I can, I have a few people in my head that I'll be like, listen to this episode because you might be interested. <laughs> They'll be off in the UK, but yeah, really fascinating. Thank you. And Thank you. So I'm really curious of how does your family versus this big audacious dream and work life, what does that look like now? How do they play? I think there was always, I don't know that I'm very good at balance if I'm being honest, but I try. One of the benefits of the career move for me was being able to work from home. And I see my kids when they come home from school, I often drop them off at school in the morning. So I'm much more visible than I was before. My kids also really understand the work that I'm doing and they understand the why behind the work that I'm doing. And mm. that's important. I think it's important for them to have that example because when they see me working, they don't see me as toiling away on somebody else's company or somebody else's dream or someone else's priorities. I'm working on something that they know and understand and that they are excited for me about. And I think that that's been really powerful in my family. It's also been very powerful because my, my kids have seen me like try to create and build something and had a front row seat in entrepreneurship and all of the tears and frustration, but all of the success too. And I think it's been very important in, for my husband is my partner and he's incredibly supportive, but it's been really cool for my kids to have that front row seat in, in entrepreneurship also, the reality of it. And there's a lot of chaos on our in our house on a regular basis, but it's very supportive chaos, I like to say. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. And I love that your kids are excited about that and understand yeah. what you're trying to do there. And I agree that does make a big difference. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I want my kids to understand. Mine are a little, it's a little harder for them to understand. They're only four and seven. Uh -huh. They do understand that I'm, I'm in there trying to make a difference somehow. Right? I'm not just sitting at my computer 
right. for the sake of it. And I also, maybe they don't understand exactly what you're spending your time on. Let's be honest, when parents and guardians and the adults surrounding children are feeling fulfilled and are energized by what they're spending their time on, kids feel that, kids see that. And so even if they can't quite comprehend like what you're spending your time on or your business or, or, or what your podcast is about, they feel and sense your satisfaction and energy. And it's, it's an insane benefit to them. Insane benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I most definitely agree. We, everything, we feel more whole, our kids pick up on that. Is basically yeah. the gist of what you say, right? And therefore, we're enabling them to see what it feels like to feel more mm-hmm. whole and more energized and more, and the frustrations that go with it all. Yeah. And, and enable them to do the same, right? So I'm giving my kids permission to go off and follow a dream of theirs and yeah. take time and energy and effort to do that. Yeah. My kids are a little bit older, but I don't think there's, it's too early to start this. Because I work from home, my kids will see me if I'm upset about a call or if I'm really excited or if something happened and I'm in tears and they'll ask, mom, are you okay? And rather than saying, again, my kids are teenagers, rather than saying, I'm fine now, I will say, I just had a call. I was hoping for X, Y, and Z but here's what happened. And I'm just upset about that. And I'm sure everything will be okay, but I just need to be emotional right now. And that has also helped so much because my kids call bullshit on me when they know I'm lying about my feelings and I give them complete and total permission to do that. But I I think I think that's something that I've also gotten a lot better at and it gives your permission, gives kids permission to also, it's okay to be upset about some things. You don't have to say I'm fine. And my kids have definitely benefited from that. And they've seen me have some ugly tears on more than one occasion. And that's beautiful, right? You're saying, here's your permission to be human. I've Mm -hmm. just given it to myself. I've just given it to you too. And that's exactly one of the best things you could ever give a kid especially someone who I don't know your kids but I assume like my kids definitely they have high emotion and they're very loud Mm -hmm. and they do react to things and you're saying yeah that's human like there's no shame attached to that just yeah just is yep feel it and then you'll be able to move through it right yep and sometimes mommy does a really bad I I was just gonna say sometimes mommy does a really bad top job of behaving and she needs to apologize too <laughs> yeah 100 i have there's a lot of apologies in this house. <laughs> for sure the look on their face he's like my tiny one like i'm really sorry like i, I probably shouldn't have said yeah. that or done that or whatever it might be and they're like yeah and my daughter who's extremely socially aware that's probably the most socially aware person i've met ever will just be like yeah you're feeling a little bit like stressed right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. That's not an excuse. I still shouldn't do that, but I am. Yeah. And that's why I acted that way. And I'm working to try to like 
breathe through that instead or yeah. go for a walk or whatever other techniques there might be right and yeah yeah for sure and that's the you know, I think that is the unspoken side of all this because especially once if our big audacious dream turns into a business of some sort mm -hmm. especially there's always going to be those ups and downs and challenges and it's right. a real roller coaster and and I think it's often we myself I'll speak for myself but many moms also that I, I speak to get worried about the impact that might have on our kids mm -hmm. you're having to step away and not being able to if we're in our office and like I just I need to work right now I need you mm -hmm. to go sort yourself in whatever way it might be and any we worry about the negative impact of that but what I love about what we just talked about is there's so many positives right mm -hmm. There's so many positives to even the hard parts, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love all of that. Yeah. I, you're never going, we're never going to be perfect at parent parenting and I don't think there's a space for that. But my kids, like I said, have had a front, front row seat and they've seen an awful lot <laughs> as I've, changed careers and even pivoted companies and had relationships, professional relationships that I thought were excellent relationships fall apart and partnerships unravel. And they, they witnessed that. And I'm honest with them about what's going on because it's, it's reality. And it's also an education too, I believe it's an education and lots of different things. So while it hasn't been easy and maybe there are things I shouldn't have shared with my kids, I think it's giving them an amazing perspective on the reality of what it takes to follow your dream, what it takes to build something and try to get something off the ground. And also that it it's not a nine to five job that there's demands on my time outside of hours where sometimes I may need to juggle things. And that's just the reality. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be there for them. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to the football game or whatever. It means that I'm going to have a zoom call at nine o'clock at night and you need to be working on your homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I disagree with everything. <laughs> Brilliant. So in thinking of who our audience, who is probably listening to this, might be some moms who are maybe a little earlier on in their journey and they think, I have this dream, but I don't even know how to voice it yet. Or maybe they do, but they still feel that crazy feeling you mentioned earlier. Am I crazy? What am I doing here? Whether they're transitioning from a corporate job or whether they're just transitioning from something right mm -hmm. um and what would your what would you want to say to those moms to help them along their way I would say especially to to moms that are they just have this idea they have this kernel in their head that they just can't quite loosen up it could be a dream it could be a business idea it could be any number of different things is to try and, and carve out at least a little bit of time to put pen to paper or to putting your thoughts on paper, the basic things like, why does this matter? What it, what 
why does it matter how, like, how could I accomplish this? Start brainstorming on different things and really start as simple as that. And I know that's what I did early on as I was starting to contemplate a career pivot. And then the last part of that is who, who are the people that I need to talk to, or I need to bring into my life that can help me move this forward or provide the right networks to help me move this forward. But really that basic and what, why, how, and who, and to start thinking through that um, because that helps you writing things down, forces you to be a little bit more concrete, to add a little bit more details, to add a little bit more meat to it. And that's a really great starting point. And so that would be my suggestion as that, that starting point. And this applies to even if you have pivoted careers. I tell my kids, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up because we're constantly growing every single day. And so I may have a new idea or a new thought on how I want to shape things for Meerkat Village. And I try to do that same thought exercise. What is it? Why is this going to be important? How are we going to accomplish this? And who do we need to bring on board or do I need to get in contact with to help make that a reality? And so that's just the little mental exercise I do. And I personally find that by writing things down or, or typing them out, it forces me, like I said, to be a bit more concrete on making it happen. Yeah, that's brilliant. And there's lots of parts I love to that, but what really stands out is your value of collaboration, which is what your business all, all is, yeah. right? Yeah. But this, the, I think it's often the case that we can go into the what and the how and the all that in our ideation phase and forget the who part. Right. Forget the part that says, who. firstly, who do I need to talk to in this infancy stage of my mm -hmm. idea that I trust and that I know will yeah. say, this is amazing and they're not going to tell me I'm crazy, right? right? Because we're really vulnerable in that stage. Right. We need someone to be really excited with us. And but also who's, who can make this happen with me? Mm -hmm. It doesn't just have to be me in a room by myself at the time, right? Exactly. What else could that look like? Who else could be part of it? Exactly. Um, and I really, really like that emphasis on that. It's a great good point. And it goes back to somewhat where we started. I know myself well enough to know that I like tackling big problems with impact and I like working with rock stars. <laughs> yeah. So whether that's like doing chemistry or empowering parents and supporting kiddos, that's the fundamental theme for me. I've never done anything like solely on my own. It's always been through collaboration or leveraging my networks and building new networks. And that's just been an incredibly important part of anything I've done. And it's all about that collaboration and also understanding what my talents and strengths are as a human and knowing that I don't have certain talents and strengths and I need to go find people to do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it doesn't, I don't think anything happens on our own, even if we try to make it happen on our own. Yeah. It either doesn't happen or it'll get to a little a point when other people have yeah. to be involved. And, yeah. And, and it's a really interesting topic. I could, we could probably talk collaboration for an hour, to be honest. But there's challenges <laughs> yeah. to it. There's stories yeah. we're telling ourselves, like 
but what if I can't pay them right away? And there's so many things that could come into it, right? Yep. Where maybe the first step is just opening, like you say, writing it down, opening up the idea that a who is important and then starting to talk to people about it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Or how your idea starts to change and morph and become something slightly different and better and more amazing. That's all possible. Yeah. I always say that an idea is not created in a room by yourself. So you might have like enough to write down, get it out of your head, make it more concrete. But it's when we start talking to other people that our idea morphs into whatever is going to be right. Yeah. The first idea was never the best idea. Yeah. As much (laughs) as we like to hope it is, (laughs) I just get really attached to it. But yes, that's really brilliant. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to say, note, ask, talk about? So I would just welcome people to connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn, Dr. Crystal Morrison. I'd love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. And would really encourage you to check out our website, meerkatvillage.com. We do offer a free 30-day trial for parents if you want to check it out and learn how to use it and really leverage your village. And I'm more than happy to anyone who reaches out to give you a demo of the product or talk further about my own experiences, just really committed to being a resource. And so I'm happy to connect with whomever and hope that what you and I've talked about today will really resonate with people out there and they'll continue to listen to your great podcasts as I'm sure you're going to have many amazing guests to talk about these big audacious goals that we as moms have and should follow through on. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah. And I really encourage everybody to go and check it out. Even if it's not directly to you, I bet you every single one of us could think of a person right now that would benefit from the that you're doing, if not directly, then indirectly. So have a look. And even if you want to think about it just from, oh, this is her dream. This is intriguing. What impact is she trying to make? Let your curiosity lead there. But also spread the word about this amazing, impactful work that you're you're doing. Much appreciated. Definitely. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to just seeing more. Absolutely. (laughs) Appreciate you too. Thank you. Wow, what an amazing woman Dr. Crystal Morrison is. It's truly been a pleasure to get so real with someone who has taken her experience as a mom and used it to make such a big impact in the world. Again, go on over and check her out at meerkatvillage.com if her technology could help you or those in your life. And I'm so curious of how this episode lands with you, so please take the time to like and rate the podcast And come say hello on Permission to be Human on Facebook and Instagram or find me on LinkedIn as Mel Finlater. Tell me what you think. And until then, please remember to take the time to dream big because the world needs you and your big audacious dreams.